White Castle, six packs, ribs, four racks, extra cheese, I'll take that. Might fuck around, have some Chick-fil-A, eat whatever I want, it's Darren Strong's epic cheat day. Tune in and hear what I have to say, you're listening to Epic Cheat Day. With your host, Derek Strong. Because you know what I like doing? I like coming in hot. I like yeah. people thinking we have a conversation started. And apparently that's how a lot of people do their podcasts. And somebody told that to me. And they were like, why are you doing what everybody else does? I'm like, because I like it. Yeah. Because I like it. Guys, welcome to another episode of the Epic Cheat Day Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Strong. And with me today is Jack Allen. We are in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Jack's hometown. We just had a successful comedy show last night. Uh, we are finishing up our uh, Big Snail Comedy Tour hour. Jack's Big Snail Comedy Tour, second it's night in Tulsa. Ours. It's all of ours. Yeah, no, this is an egalitarian endeavor. Um, is it, uh, well, if you could speak closer to Mike, that would be great. Or pull yeah. Mike closer to you, which okay. would be awesome. There we go. I mean, just because I boom so hard on the I mic. got you. You ever boom hard on a mic? Oh, I know people who do. I mean, yeah, you're you're with you're talking to somebody right now, booming hard on the mic. Booming podcast. hard. That's the only way to make it. Jack, let me ask you this: You've been hanging out with me all week. Uh, let me ask you: What was the greasiest meal you had? Because that is going to be the title of this <laughs> podcast episode. Oh, uh, we've had like five or six in the past three days. Uh, <laughs> neither of us have gone to the bathroom. That's great. Hold on. Neither of us have. Gone. I did I actually finally did today. And oh, good for you. It was glorious, and I was very concerned that I was going to ruin David's toilet. So, uh, Oh, shout out to David Blakely. David Blakely, who is letting me stay in his house, and he is hoping that I don't shatter his toilet. Uh, so what would you say of all the plethora of greasy meals that we had this week, what would you say is the one that sticks out to you the most? All right. I I think I'm going to go for a classic. The first meal that we had uh, in Kansas where we had pork tenderloin sandwiches. Pork tenderloin sandwiches. Yeah, those things were big. Like, I like it when the meat is, like, way bigger than the bun that it's on. It's insane, right? Like, I was just like, when, they get, when I opened up the thing, I was just like, how much of this is sandwich? And it's just... It's all. It's like the uh, giant pounded pork tenderloin. They put it on a sem. The bun was still big too. It was like a big size bun, but yeah. like the the actual like surface area of the pork was the size of like a dinner platter, not a dinner plate, a dinner platter. Dinner platter. Yeah. yeah. It was at least half a pound of pork tenderloin. Easy, easy, and they're just they're just slapping that into your fucking gullet. With every topping imaginable, they ask you if you want blue cheese on the side, and they don't give you like a little little teensy cup of blue cheese. Jack, how would you describe the the bucket of blue cheese that they gave oh, to us? Would you say bucket? Bucket. It's the roaring rapids of blue cheese. <laughs> the roaring rapids of blue cheese. So Jack and I did that uh, when he picked me up from the airport in Kansas, uh, which was great. And, and let me just tell you guys who are in the New York or the Philly area. You guys don't understand the girth of the average person in these parts of the country. Like, that's not a bullshit claim. It's a it's a quantity over quality. So no, you know some of the food is actually really good quality, but they give a fuck about quantity. quantity that matters here. That does matter here, and you know what? They're right. Yeah, people don't want to be like ripped off. It's like, oh, let's pay twenty, thirty, forty million dollars for like some tiny steak, whatever, little yeah. piece of chicken. 
No. Nobody wants that, right, Jack? No, no. We want to eat. We want to eat. And you know what? Tulsa understands that. Now, Jack grew up here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Jack, do you want to tell everybody a little bit about how you came to be and how you came to start wanting to perform and do stand-up? Uh, how I came to perform? Well, I was just like a theater kid like through like middle and high school and, and uh, early college. I did a lot of theater. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I really cut my teeth with a lot of like the community theater companies here in Tulsa. Okay. Yeah, and uh, really, I was like started just like acting mainly at at first, and then I I don't know I just kind of got into writing more, and uh, I don't know I was like writing like one act plays, trying to get people to to put them on around here, and then I I just discovered that I liked writing for myself, uh, just writing stuff that I could act in, and from there I everything just skewed kind of comedic and absurd with me. Uh, just from the beginning, I like making people laugh. So that just kind of went to straight to comedy. Like the second that I could find a place that I could do stand up, I was like, yes, I'm I'm in for this. See, now that's amazing. See, so you knew it at a fairly young age and you were able to. So like a lot of comics when they first started out, Jack's seen this. I know I experienced it when I first started out too. had a bit of the jitters dealing with, you know, getting comfortable with being on stage. So, you know, being a theater kid, you didn't have to worry about that. No, yeah, yeah, it was just, it was natural already. And it, Nice. See, and that's something that people take for granted a lot of times, but Jack just, he went in there and, uh, and you could tell when he's on stage, his level of comfortability, like he plays with the, uh, the space provided to him so fucking well. Oh, thank so you. So well. And, uh, you know, I mean, just the stuff you're doing with comedy is like, it's, you know, you're taking a forum that people, you know, and I mean, I can call you an old comic. I don't think that's that be I, a big stretch. I don't know. throw whatever label you want on there. I have my own labels in my own head. I'm not even gonna get into those. Okay. Well, and by the way, I'm sure that that that's gonna be a fascinating conversation you and I are gonna have at oh, yeah. some point because I'm very curious about that. But like, I guess for the layperson, the easiest way to peg Jack Allen is first buy him dinner but, first. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> buy him dinner. Oh, God. Ladies. Ladies, if you're looking for a little peg action. But if you're going to label Jack with anything that's the most generic branding possible, it would be an alt comic. Yeah. Um, and you see that in his performance. He just takes a lot of like the status quo of what you would consider to be a normal stand-up set. He tips it right on its fucking ear, kicks its ass down a flight of stairs, and does his own fucking thing. Which, uh, that's ballsy. <laughs> Fuck it. It's, uh, <laughs> let's call it what it is. Uh, and Oklahoma, as we mentioned before, since, you know, this is somewhat of a food theme podcast, Jack has introduced me to so many things while being in Tulsa when it comes <laughs> to both food, not pegging, but just when it comes to just food. Thousands upon thousands of new calories. Yes. That we have learned about learned. in this short time. Very short time. I have discovered. Tulsa, Oklahoma. You know what I realized, guys? There's a, a place for me in the middle of this country <laughs> that's just like the uh, whatever's growing inside of my heart right now in terms of arterial plaques. So, uh, <laughs> so you are welcome back anytime. Tulsa loves you. <laughs> Tulsa loves me. I love Tulsa. Uh, and um, so, Jack, onto foods. Like, so, what are your favorite foods around here? Favorite the local foods? local foods to Tulsa. Ooh, uh, I really like uh, tacos. Like, I would say my favorite place, like, for tacos in Tulsa is uh, Tacos Don Francisco. Wow, okay. Yeah, they've, like, really just good, like, like 
old school just like street tacos. They are like a dollar seventy five each, and they're just delicious. They used to be open till like four a.m., but they're not anymore. Yeah, that's As, rough. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's. Do they get older? They have to go to sleep earlier. Is that what it is? I or think is that's the how end of the world. That's how thing? restaurants work. Yeah, because <laughs> it's just works. like if you go to a place and you see they're like eighty in there, then they're closing at eight p.m. But it's just that's that's yeah, yeah exactly. It's just go how however old the owner is. That's what me and Jack have sussed out in terms <laughs> of our ability to figure. Yeah, if out. it's open twenty four hours, it is. Owned by a 15-year-old. By a 15-year-old. And uh, if they're any older than that, then they're clearly on some kind of amphetamines. I mean, that's... Uh, I mean, just if we're talking about restaurant owners, I mean, that's yeah. just across the board. Across the board. And you, I mean, so grew up in this part of the country, and, like, you pointed out to me something that I just didn't think was a thing until I got here, and that's the uh, advent of something called the hipster redneck. The hipster redneck. Yes. A redneck hipster. Yeah, I don't. I. What I think is that, like, we really do generalize, especially I feel like, you know, in big cities and on the coast, people do kind of generalize, like, middle America, the South, the Midwest, whatever you call it. Tulsa, I don't know what to even call it because it's kind of the South, but not really. And it's kind of the Midwest, but not really. It's kind of the West, but it's, it's not really that either. It's, it's just kind of the, um, partially all of these cultures it's it's like this weird frankenstein creature yeah and uh it's uh, yeah it's it, it's it was interesting that you were telling that because if you look at just the uh if you look at the map and see where it's located it really is like the cross section of all these different regions of the country yeah it's really yeah. fascinating just i feel like i don't know the accents here are kind of different even people who grew up uh near each other it's if you go like in the city of Tulsa, it feels like the accent is a little more Midwestern. Yeah. And then like if you go out into kind of the boonies, the small towns nearby, it feels a lot more Southern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've noticed that too. It's just like yeah. I've heard I've heard a bit of a drawl come from people and I'm just like this, oh yeah, that's right. It's like it's like that reminder. It's like we're not that far from Texas, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about my dad because his his accent it feels like it's very Midwestern. He he oops a lot. Like he's a <laughs> lot of oops. Yeah, like very a lot of midwesternisms but also like he misuses southern phrases okay like he like he says you know the uh most backhanded thing to say in the south the, the phrase you probably know it which one bless your heart bless your heart yeah, yeah that is that you know that means like oh like fuck you that is that is what that means i didn't know that I didn't, you didn't I, know I, that i always thought that was a positive thing if it's not and right. that's my dad misuses it all the time and i've confronted him about it like dude if you keep saying bless your heart to people to people who you like mean genuinely positive things about it you're gonna get us killed that, that, guys that, that, listen to jack allen he, he knows these things you don't say bless your heart to randos when you're in this part of the country don't do it you will get your snot box broken. It is a bad, bad move. Do you like snot box as, in terms of referring to a nose? I mean, with me it is. Got down here in Oklahoma uh, with yeah. the, my allergies, yes. <laughs> Very cool. much. That is accurate. So it's like, so guys just know that. Your nose is your snot box. Your ball sack is your cum box. Your, uh, snot box. Come, come box, box. or uh, come bag do you want to say come bag come bag yeah i don't know come sack i don't come know sack i mean yeah i think I mean, don't don't use plastic bags they hurt the environment use use burlap 
Use comebacks. Use comebacks, yeah. Use comebacks. Burlap comebacks. This is a uh, this is uh, the new episode, the new the new generation of the Epic Cheat Day podcast, where we are talking about. It is completely fine, sir, for you browsing through. We are using a public space studio, which is awesome that we have this at our disposal. I'm also like randomly fi- trying to figure out how I'm going to transfer this file into my Google Drive. Um, sounds to oh. Oh, okay, yeah, that's going to be pretty important. Let's push the hell out of this studio space here. It's the Soundstooth Studio. It sounds to, oh, my God, that is a fuck. Jack, you actually, you know, had to probably learn some voice and diction stuff from doing theater. How do you, Soundstooth. 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 Why why is it bleeding together in my brain? I don't know. Soundstooth Studio. Well, to be fair, it's it's one word, Soundstooth. I think yes, like it was two tooth. words. If you could just say Soundstooth, but it's Soundstooth. Sounds tooth. They want to make you work for it. They really want me to work no, for it. No, but it's a, it's a good uh, 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 organization. They like do podcasts and live shows around this area. I have a lot of friends who work on stuff for them. So. Oh, great. Well, shout out to Soundstooth Studio. Yeah. Uh, we're going to definitely plug them in the episode description of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're going to follow them, of course, on the social medias. Follow them on social medias, guys. Give them a shout out. Check them out the next time you're in the Tulsa area. By the way, again, a lovely city. Um, you know, and uh, I want some money on the scratch off. Jack Allen, you have a very hard name to say. How do you feel when open mic host butcher your name and bring you to the stage? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's that's one where I don't know. People have referred to me as Jake. That's about as far as it goes. People yeah. don't even look, and it's like, and it's sometimes my handwriting. I am left-handed, and yeah. I just it's all smudgy and half-assed so much that like I don't even get mad if people like get my name somewhat wrong. And, totally. And in real life, I. And by the way, Jack knows I'm being 100% facetious because Jack Allen, if you fuck up that name, bring that guy up to a stage, quit your job as a stand-up mic host. <laughs> That's just bad of you. Uh, yeah, no, my uh, name, though, like it, yeah. it... You've gotten Jake before. Jake, yeah. yeah. Zach, Jeff. Yeah, and I... And it's not even that, too. It's just in, like, person, in real life, people will be like, oh, Jake. And I don't correct them. Yeah. I don't care. It's if it's remotely close, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> as long right as, number of syllables. It's as long as it's not asshole, right? You know, that's a mm. even if they called you asshole, you're fine with it. Yeah, yeah, or just I don't know if you could uh, just do like I don't know if you could change it to something one word like just prick or cunt or something like I don't prick or cunt, guys. Next time you see Jack Allen, just call him a cunt. They're not a cunt. No, call him directly cunt. Yeah, he I don't is, have time for all these syllables that yeah, people are using these days. He said single syllable, and also he's the only cunt. And when, if there's a room full of cunts, he's still just it's singular one cunt, and that cunt is Jack Allen. That's what he wants you guys to know. So, yeah, uh, guys, hit me up at the Cunt Cast podcast. Uh, hit me up at the Epic Cheat Day podcast. E- uh, email address is uh, Epic Cheat Day podcast at Gmail. Epic Cheat Day podcast at Facebook. Epic Cheat. God damn. You know we have to perform tonight. Here's the fucked up part. We have to perform at one of these comedy show things, which is the reason why we're here in Tulsa. And I Wait, do I have to do that too? Words. Jack, I, yeah. Uh, I'm not <laughs> to tell jokes on stage. That gross, right? Uh, uh, for people. Uh, for like, people? 
and try to keep their attention. What are we doing to ourselves? Here? That's horrible. Uh, Jack, you've been doing it now for a few years. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah never and, I've been doing it since I was seventeen, with maybe like stand up with some breaks in between. I think that that's a very common thing that I've had amongst pretty much all my guests. Is that you know, and that's it's something that happens, man. The whole breaks thing. Some people get hard on themselves for it, but you know, I think that in all the breaks that I've taken, it's given me a certain level of perspective. Oh, definitely. And I don't know the uh, last year, for example, like uh, obviously, like for last year and a half now. How? But when I said the last year, I think people know what I mean. Yeah. Now, since from March until I really started back up after I got my shots and everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because during that time, it's like, okay, I did, like, a very few, like, handful of outdoor shows, maybe, like, in the single digits, the number of them, and a few, like, Zoom shows and stuff. But, like, I was not performing, like, by my own standards, even, like, a tenth as much as I normally would. See, and that's, I mean, and that's, you know, that I think is a fairly common trend amongst most comics. You know, you do have a lot of comics that do the Zoom and, uh, I did both Zoom and I did VR comedy, but it wasn't enough for me to say that I justifiably the a justifiable way for me to say that I did a whole year's worth of work within that time. It's just not. It's just that's a lie to yeah. say that. Yeah. No, no, and it, it it's obviously that's like performing comedy over Zoom. It it's it's not the same. It's something you know. Yeah. It, it gives you occupied. Like it's good way to to practice that. Totally. But it like there's still elements that you're missing, of course. Exactly, and that's uh, you know that's something that I think uh, a lot of people had a tr- had an interesting time at least adjusting to. Uh, now Jack and I we just finished eating at a place that serves conies, and conies at least from my understanding they were developed developed in a lab in Detroit, Michigan. They uh, there's two of these cony spots in Detroit, and then they just they all around these these areas they kind of spread out, and conies a style of hot dog. Which is uh, it's a it's a skinny hot dog. It's on a, uh, a steamed bun. It has mustard, chili, onions, and uh, mustard, chili, onions, and cheese. cheese and cheese. And it's it's small, so it's just like that. You know, I just had three of these things with a soda. It was like six dollars. Fucking unbelievable. Jack, please tell them about that one item on the menu that fucking fascinated me. We were talking about. Which one, were you talking about uh, the? Um... The three-way chili. The three-way chili. What is three-way chili? Oh, it's just um, it's just chili, cheese, and spaghetti. And spaghetti, guys. Did you know you could chili up your spaghetti and add some cheese? It's delicious. To it? it sounds like it's delicious. Like if I, I, you know, if I had a longer stay here, that would definitely find its way into my stomach at some point. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's like redneck lo mein. Like that's redneck lo mein. That I would lo- I would eat that with chopsticks. Mm, oh, that sounds good. Yeah, see? I mean, there's just so many foods that I would eat with chopsticks that I just don't think that would be culturally acceptable for me to do. Yeah, I don't I don't know what the rule is. You could just, in your own home sometime, don't tell anyone. Exactly. Yeah. Have, the, have the curtains drawn so nobody yes. can see you accidentally. I mean, canceled for <laughs> eating with chopsticks. I mean, jelly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's eating chili with chopsticks. This is a a wild straw man here. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I do not. We get that. Uh, Jack got to see me. He also put me onto a place that, oh my God, guys, if you're in this part of the country, I have to put you on to something you need to know about because I don't think you guys know about it. It's a place called Brahms. It's a chain (laughs) called Brahms. 
and it is, it is fucking delightful. Okay, so, all right, if you took a convenience store that somehow made its own butter and milk, and then you added, for whatever reason, a cold stone, right? And then you decided to take, like, four different fast foods and shove it all into one place. That's what a Brahms is. And they have an item on the menu that I ordered. And the second I saw it, it's just like, oh, I'm getting it. And it's when you think about it, it's just like, okay, you could do that at a fast food restaurant. But this is a legitimate on-the-menu order. They have a bag of burgers. When you order it, they give you five burgers. And I knocked out five burgers. And uh, Jack Allen saw that. Jack, to his credit, what he did. Jack, do you want to tell him what you ate at Brahms? Because that that will delight the heavier and uh, more food aficionado people who listen to my podcast. Yeah, Jack got, did something that was so genius. It was crazy. I Go got uh, chicken tenders. What did you get in next uh, to the chicken oh, tenders? Oh, as the dipping sauce? As the dipping sauce for oh. the chicken tenders, Jack. Gravy. Gravy. Cream gravy. Gravy. There are a few people that I would blindly trust with a menu to pick out food for me. And I'm talking about there's maybe three. <laughs> and in that moment, Jack Allen became one of the three. I'm honored. I, it, it's Dude, it's an honor for it's an honor knowing you just off of that move. Off of that move right now when you recommended this Coney spot, I was just like this. Okay, Jack knows me pretty well. He's got <laughs> this. He's got this. He knows the vibe. And I think so. you did like the uh, original one as far as like Tulsa Coney's go. Like yeah. there are a bunch of different places. No, this is the one that like opened in the like 1940s. They've changed locations. Yeah. But like it's uh, it's the like original uh, Coney Island in downtown Tulsa. The original Coney Island in downtown Tulsa. Yeah. I mean, they've had Coney's Detroit other places. Yeah. Obviously. Oh, so they started. So Coney started here. I have no clue where Coney started. I thought you said Detroit, but I have no and idea. That was my understanding. But yeah. you know what that would be, you know be great is if nobody knows. But original to Tulsa. Original to Tulsa. So this is the first Coney's place in Tulsa. It's it's just like when I steal other people's jokes and then tell them in Tulsa. Yeah, which is what – by the way, Jack is a notorious joke thief, which is why I have in the podcast because we're taking him to task. And if anybody has seen Jack Allen, they would know instantaneously that he – the. There's no fucking way possible that he's stealing anybody's joke. It's like you got to see him perform in order to understand what I'm talking about. He's not doing anything that you have seen before. You could say that there's like, oh, well, I've seen somebody do something that was different, and that was sort of in. No, you can't. Like, you just can't. He does his own thing on stage. He's not going to change that for you. Uh, and you're going to fucking love it and be entertained by it. So, uh, is, that, is that what the goal is? It's like. Jack, when you wake up in the morning, do you look in the mirror and you're like, you know what? I'm going to get up on stage. I'm going to do some crazy zany shit and I'm going to entertain the masses. Is that. Uh... That's what I'd like to do. Yeah. 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 Just, I don't know. Have fun with them. I want to make them laugh, but also maybe make them cringe a little. Yeah. And just like, I don't know, put them out of their element for a little, but then give them a big old hug. And that's, that's what my comedy, I want it to be. See, that guy's this big old hug comedy with a twist. That's the there's Jack heartfelt Allen. stuff in my act. There is, there absolutely is. You know, you know. There's also very high concept, headier stuff by all means. You and know? some incredibly, incredibly stupid stuff. Incredibly stupid stuff. Yeah, Jack. Let me ask you about this because I've been noticing this with my comedy recently, and I, I am pretty. You know, you, you know, having a few more years on me, 
tell me if this is like a thing, but there are times where I write a joke and I'm like, this, this is so fucking dumb. I know it's going to work. Like, does that, is that like, what, what oh, is yeah. <laughs> it's like, does that ever happen with you when you write something like this is stupid and I love it and I, it's going to work. Yeah, those are my favorite kinds of jokes. Love them. I yeah, love them. I I don't want to spoil anything, but it's just like one of my like new bits that I've been working on. It's like it's it's an impression. I'm not gonna say what it is, but it's just it's so awful and just so over the top that yeah. I just I I I love it. That I, it's great, and that's the thing too. Like, and, I, and that's another thing with with the, this form that we've chosen to this dragon we've chosen to chase. I'm really trying to find. A good one here. Uh, let's dragon to chase. That's dragon nothing to, to knock. Nothing to knock. Listen, I mean, you know, you know, I, what was the, the the guy who uh, he was delusional? Um, uh, that narrows it down. <laughs> yeah. uh, and he he fought the windmills because he was oh fighting Don Quixote. With, Don Quixote. So I think that's that's me fighting the windmills right there. That's uh, yeah, we all are. We're all chasing, and we're all windmills. enabling each other. Totally. We all but we all pat each other on the back or tell each other what we could do better so that we can all just be addicted to this fucking drug. It's a drug. It is it's a, a drug. death cult. Oh, it's a death. Yeah, it's a death cult. It's a death cult, and it has a it has an extremely low bar for entry, but it has the highest possible bar to stay. It's really yeah. Yeah, it's one of those. It's just one of those mm. things. And I really, I that's one of the things I really dig about Jack style comedy. It's 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 he's never. I never once see you, even if it's a quote unquote dumb concept. I've never seen you once just like f- take the easy way out with it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, never. No, it never does it. He's like, no, I'm gonna take this to some to an ex- to a weird extreme level. And I'm gonna swing for the fence every time. And all of us, all of us, no matter what kind of comedy you're trying to do, swing for the fences, guys. Swing for the fucking fences. Why not? In life, swing for the fences. Yeah, uh, everything that all the property that's not near the fence is already taken. It's already taken. Yeah, that's why nothing's original. Nothing's original. Nothing. It has been done before. So uh, you know, you have your own special, unique takes on it. Some people. They're, you know, more attractive or more charismatic than you. So maybe their take on it. Like, okay, here's my problem. So people, again, comedy purists will shit on Dane Cook. And I get it in terms of, like, the joke thief part. I understand that. Mm. But nobody, and I mean nobody, could knock the man for his ability to perform. He was a hell of a fucking performer. Yeah, that's what matters. Yeah. More than writing. I I hate to say, and I say this as someone who really, I feel like the bulk of my pride is in my writing, uh, yeah. is that that's not the more important component. Yeah, and I mean, and Jack, and by the way, Jack is a very meticulous writer, and he, if he sees a joke, he, you know, you. And by the way, one of the, honestly, one of the best people I, could, I know to go to when it comes to helping to punch up a joke or figure out how to make something work. He's meticulous with his writing, and he can look at somebody else's joke and figure out, A, how they got there, and B, what they could do to make it better. And he's telling you right now that the part that he is the absolute best at, uh, you know, is not... It's not the part that matters. It's not the part that matters. I mean, yeah, and also, I mean, Jack's also being very humble or not speaking of this at all, but he's also a fucking tremendous performer. I oh, mean, thank you. 
you know, making use of the stage, playing with the audience expectations, you know, having absolute zero fear, like approaching things. I mean, it's, you know, am I, Jack, am I sucking your dick adequately enough? Uh, well, I, I want to say about the zero fear thing yeah. is that I don't have zero fear. I'm a very anxious person, but just on, on stage, I'm very anxious too, but it's just my regular level of anxiety. Like it's, yeah, 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 it's yeah. the same as like going into a convenience store. Like that's, Got it. yeah. So there's a comic I forgot who it was has a bit about that where they're like, uh, where they talk about. Just oh like, yeah, they're my, I think I know. You know what I'm talking about. about. Yeah, 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 it's similar. Yeah, yeah. And they 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 directly talk about it. it's just like you know if you go to a store and somebody's pulling out a gun that's the same. I think it might be Yoni, if I'm correctly Yoni Eisler. Yoni I yeah I'm not, I I can't remember who it was. Yeah. But there's a comic that has a joke about how being anxious all the time makes you better prepared for situations. Like if somebody pulls a gun on you, it's the same as like when they're asking like the bank, somebody at the bank for a roll of quarters. And I'm just See, like, nothing's oh. new. <laughs> uh, Jack is a joke thief right here. Yeah, right here. Guys, we caught him in the act stealing jokes. I told uh, I said I'd deliver. And by the way, well, I want to say this for anybody who's listening. He's not a joke thief. Us saying that is a joke because this is a comedy. Well, we stole podcast. that joke too. So and we well, and we stole that joke too. Oh, my God, this is this is the snake eating its own tail. We're not there. We're, we we can't get out. We're in a labyrinth of lies and deceit. What did you think would happen when you sat down to interview me? Uh, what did I think that happened? I thought there would be way more silly string. I don't know why. I just think you always have a can of silly string on you and something that makes noises that are unconventional. <laughs> there it is, guys. You heard Jack's noisemaker. Uh, he didn't fart into the microphone, though. So I saw a comic do that once in a performance, and while people think that that was hysterical. I heard about yeah. that, yeah. But that wasn't the last comic. That, it wasn't the, the last comic. They had the, ho- the host had to go back up. There's two more comics. And uh, to that comic's credit who did it, they instantly regret it. They're like, oh, that was a stupid fucking move. And I'm like, yeah, at least, at least you knew that it was. Um, comedy. Oh God, what else? What? what how, I did have some more stuff because yeah, we're not you're not you're not going anywhere, Jack. I mean, you didn't realize that this was going to be a kidnap situation, but it is. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I. What? What do you mean by that? He's <laughs> like, why? Why do you have rope all of a sudden? Where did that come from? Why is it dark in here? Um, that was stupid. Uh, what was I going to say? So we came down to Tulsa. Now tell us a bit about the Big Snail Comedy Tour. Oh, the Big Snail Comedy Tour. Honestly, like this is just really a kind of a test run for us uh, as far as like I, I ran a show called the Big Snail Show in Chicago before the pandemic. And uh, the me and then like Claire Sunby, uh, you, Derek, uh, Ricardo Angulo and uh, Canute Gregory, we hit the road and doing some dates in Kansas and Oklahoma. And hopefully I'd like to like how use the big snail brand to hopefully branch out, do more shows, more places on the road and in Chicago where I will be based again as of this weekend, as of this weekend. So Jack has been in Tulsa and that's going to be big snail comedy. Jack is going to make sure that this happens. He's going to make moves with it, which is great. I'm, you know, as you guys know, I'm starting up strong style comedy. So, you know, and and I I definitely look at it like having the Avengers crossover event at some point. Uh, Jack has been in Tulsa now, what, 10 months, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I came back, like, during the pandemic for, like, personal reasons. I was I was planning to 
like just stay here temporarily. Uh, I was helping out my family and uh, I, I was thinking like, okay, uh, like I, I might go back to Chicago. I might go somewhere else. But honestly, it was like I visited a couple months ago uh, to record a project um, in Chicago that, you, you know, about, I don't know if you're going to bring it up, but, uh, uh, and it was kind of like, it was like you and um, my, a few other people, like basically the people who uh, I'm doing this tour with uh, pretty much like just convinced me like, oh, I, I think that's where I need to be. I need to be back there. Yeah. It's, I'm- it's an amazing city to uh like really stay good at comedy yeah i mean and that's i mean and it's like it, you know it's something that's true with like, i would say smaller scenes versus bigger scenes you know jack touched on it. it's just you know you you know you it's you do still have like ways to perform i mean jack's very much so loved here in tulsa you know he does have you know the avenue to still perform it but it's like it's it's the whole big oh and i'm not docking tulsa i would like yeah. to really personally thank uh, everyone who like gave me stage time in Tulsa over the past few months to really like get back in it. I was rusty when I came back and uh, I, I mean, we all were, I guess, but it really, the stage time that I got here in Tulsa, the shows and the mics that are run here are, 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 were just really great to do. And I, I, I don't know, just yeah. brought my faith back into what I'm doing here. Exactly. And you know, we're not knocking anybody. Like, listen, if you're getting up and you're trying to do this fucking insanely hard you know learn this insanely hard skill and like you know trying to get good at it and trying to get as much stage time as you can it's you know i mean again you can't knock this you know anybody in any place trying to do it like no you know like there's not a right or wrong place to do it no not at all it's you know the you know we're just talking about the benefits of doing it in a bigger scene is that you know and again this is a bigger scene but then we look at the bigger scenes being new york and la and it's like it's it's a matter of, you know, how much stage time you're getting and also the, you know, the caliber of people that you're getting the stage time around because they're all getting that same amount. And it's not even a competitive way. Just everybody's hungry to get better at this. And you're when you're around a lot of people in that environment who are always doing it, always talking about it. Naturally, you're going to get better. I mean, that's just how that works. I mean, that's mm. just that's. You know, and, you know, if you're in a smaller scene, you know, you know everybody and there's maybe like 30 people, 40 people doing it, you know, it's still great and all. But if you're getting up like, you know, five times a week and that's the most you can do, you know, it's going to be a bit stifling. I mean, you know, and considering what Jack's bringing to the table comedically, like, yeah, you know, we want him back in Chicago because we love him. We're being fucking selfish pricks about that. But, uh (laughs) You know, it's uh, I, I just you know if you want to do more at some point you're gonna have to look to you know to find places where you can do more. Yeah, that's all. That's all there is to it. I mean, just and that's with anything though. You know, that's with anything. You look at any profession, it'll be the same thing. And uh, so yeah, we're looking forward to having Jack back. I know you're looking forward to coming. Oh, back. it's gonna be fantastic. I I'm I'm thinking about it every day. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, I mean, you know, certainly one of the more creative people out there and, you know, Chicago is going to, you know, it's just, it's, I mean, I think everywhere got shook up because of the pandemic, you know, Chicago definitely got it. So it's like the status quo changed quite a bit. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it's still, I mean, even though all these things are coming back, it's still, I mean, it's still not a hundred percent back, you know, it's just that simple. Mm-hmm. It's just still and it, I don't know what the future holds here. Like, I don't know what yeah. variances and things, what, might happen if there's gonna i mean people think it's probably in the back of all of our minds like oh 
at some point is there going to be like another shutdown like what yeah what what does this mean for creative people yeah yeah exactly i mean you know yeah yeah i mean like you said everybody's worried about it but it's like for us i mean you know we were i mean i you know people were directly i know people like whose livelihoods were directly affected because they make their money doing this oh yeah you know so even like i I can't think of a person who i've talked to at a story of like something that they were booked on or something that was going to happen or a show that they were going to do or all these things where it was going to happen you know and then the pandemic hit and took it away and by the way we're not minimalizing the fact that you know the, the pandemic had a larger effect on the world as a whole 100% 100% Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're... This, no, no, we're just being selfish pricks here. Yeah, we're being total selfish pricks here, but I mean, you know, we're talking about how it directly affected us <laughs> in this one way. Jack was clearly affected in other ways by it. I was clearly affected in other ways by it. I worked at a fucking grocery store, for God's sake. But, um, you know, we're just talking about, wow, that was an unnecessary... I didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it's just saying, like, like okay, yeah, we do have that... I can't now. Let me ask you, in your opinion, because I can't imagine a way that there, like, it, w- it would even be remotely possible for there to be uh, what you would call it another shutdown. Like, I can't imagine. Yeah, me either at this point. But I, I, I don't know. It, I, like, it, it could happen. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There are a lot of possibilities. I don't know. I saw today that like New York City, like they're. Saying like, oh, to go to restaurants, you have to like show your vaccine card. That seems like a like yeah. maybe an idea or something. I don't know. I mean, I and I would have no problem doing that if that's the case. So then, what they have to do is they have to give instead of these, you know, index card vaccine cards, we need a laminated card that's the size to fit in a wallet. Yeah, yeah? absolutely. Yeah, or you know, have, be able to have the QR code on our phone, like we have other QR codes to be able to like bring up our information that mm-hmm. way. So. You know, I get why they're doing it. I don't blame them for doing that. Uh, you know, if that's the case here in Chicago, then that's the case here in Chicago. Then we just change the protocols and adjust. But like, I again, like it's the 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 our country got affected. Like the world got affected by it. But in terms of like the economy, like the, our country got hit so fucking hard. Like mm. people don't understand what we're. Uh, I mean, you know, I think most people could figure it out though that we're going to be hit, like the level. Of, uh, of just just near economic collapse we're going to be dealing with this fucking Yeah, insane. I think uh, the repercussions are going to like just keep going like both like economical and like yeah. psychological. Psychological, yeah. I, I think that we're going to be seeing that for years. Yeah, seeing it for years. And uh, you know what we're going to be doing? We're going to be comics and we're going to be telling jokes about that too. Yeah, why not? You know? Yeah. We talk about our dicks. We talk about our parents' dicks. Do you have both parents? Like, the, I just feel like in Tulsa, everybody has so many dicks. Oh, yeah, so many dicks. So many dicks. This is the So Many Dick Podcast. This is uh, So Many Dicks. So Many Dicks. Thousands of Dicks Podcast. Uh, how many is too many, do you think? I don't I don't know. Like, I'm going to say like 1,400. 1,400. That's my limit. Like, Jack does... It, it, Fourteen hundred to one is just excessive at that point. You are, yeah, like, you are beating a dead dick. <laughs> <laughs> you are, you are. Like, who are you trying to impress, Mister Fourteen Hundred and One Dicks? Fourteen Hundred and One Dicks, exactly. Like we got the point a long time ago. Me and Z- me and Jack have zany conversations all the time. Oh, we do. It's a, very wacky indeed. Um, Evan Hughes, should I bring food? It's a food. God damn it. 
Why must I be tempted? So I am going to be ha- we're having a podcast episode after Jax uh, with his friend Evan Hughes, who was hosting the two shows that we're doing here in Tulsa. And uh, he just asked, should I bring food even though I just ate? And uh, What are you going to answer? That's why I'm, I'm delaying this response to him, Jack, because I have no idea how to answer that. I'm going to say no, ultimately. I think I have to just for hell's sake. Also, I, and Jack, the – True or false, it's never a good idea to perform on a full stomach. Oh, no, I can't do it. Yeah. yeah that's why I always space it like three or four hours out is when I usually eat something. Totally. And I've, I've definitely made the mistake of not doing that. It's just it slows you down and you feel bad and it's, just, it's distracting as shit. Like you don't want to be distracted when you're on stage. No, no. That's I really think about that a lot is just like your uh, stage health. That figures into it is just, you know, you want to go in. With, like, a, a clear mind. Like, that's why I generally go on stage, like, completely sober. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, – I, I like to control the factors that I can. Because you're in a room, there are a lot of factors you cannot control with the audience, how the room is arranged, how the other people are performing. But, no, there are certain things you can. You can be, you know, like, don't over undereat. You can be hydrated. Uh, you can be sober. You can do all of that. Go on stage. And I, I like to make sure that I, I feel I'm like I'm at my best when See, I get up there. And that's that, that's a great way to approach it. Now, you brought up uh, interesting layouts and uh, X factors, things you can't control on stage. Jack, uh, let them re- tell them a little bit about what we were contending with last night at uh, the Sound Pony. The By the way, shout out to the Sound Pony. It's awesome a great place. Venue. This is not knocking the venue at all, but this is just going to show you that it's just, you know, you're – you know the conventional stage setup that you would you would think is or associated with stand-up comedy is not always the case. So no, yeah, no, with, yeah, with and all I, of it. And by the way, I love just performing at uh, uh, bar shows like that. Yeah, it's so frank. Like we did a theater in Topeka, Kansas, uh, the Jayhawk Theater. It's a beautiful theater. Like it was just like the proscenium seating. Like yeah. uh, like everybody was facing the same way. Uh, all of that, but it's just there's nothing like a good bar show. Yeah, it's just it's, it's it has its vibe all of its own because it's like, you know, you go to a theater and it's like comfortable. Uh, I, I I find the bar shows to feel a little bit more freeing. Like it feels like, and not that you want to perform at any less of a level, but it feels like the pressure is definitely off in terms of just like, you know, you're tr- going with a tried and true conventional set. You know, you I feel like you could you have more wiggle room to play around in a bar show. Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. I mean, especially because like we like last night we didn't have we didn't have a traditional stage. Basically, they had something that was akin to a bench that people were standing, standing on, on a bench, yeah, standing on a bench to perform to see over the bar because the bar lit was laid out like you walk in. It was the bar to one side; it stretched all the way to the back, and none of the seats were facing towards you. Um, I unfortunately did not want a chance standing on the bench, so people only got to see me perform from my head up. I am proud that you broke convention there. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Canoe brought up an interesting point, too. He was just like, well, you know, because he saw me struggling to get on the stage. He was like, dude, if you would have done that, you could have totally milked that and gotten, like, some some extra laughs at it, which is true, <laughs> which is true. Also, one thing I noticed was the planks on the back. We're definitely a little bit looser. So as I was stepping on them, I was like, "Okay, this is not going to sustain sustain my weight for that long." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like to move around when I'm on stage, but it was still a fun fucking show. Holy oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah, no, the the crowd was great. Um, 
give or take a birthday party. <laughs> yeah, we, so yeah, that's the other thing that you have to deal with at the bar show because a bar show, as the name implies, is in a fucking bar. And there's other things going in the bar <laughs> other than our comedy show. Last night we had a birthday party to contend with. And again, all things considered, the fact that we had a very lively group of birthday party people at one end of the bar did not deter the people who were watching the show from no, watching it, the show. No, it went, ran smoothly. Yeah, it ran smoothly. Part, yeah. yeah. And I, I want to say, dude, like, we really, that's, I think the importance, if you're, like, running a bar show or something, really try to give people warning beforehand, like, hey, there is comedy in here. You're not really supposed to talk in the area of the comedy. There's yeah. a There's a nice patio out back. It's nice out. 100%. I do that when I was running my shows at, uh, at Lincoln Lodge. It's just like, it's, you know, I get it. You want to talk, and this is a social thing. You have the entire world other than this place to talk in. <laughs> Pick another spot on the planet Earth, please, because... Uh, we're trying to do something here that involves, you know, keeping and maintaining attention. I know. It's crazy that we want attention. We're just attention whores. I mean, we're, we are. We're filthy, filthy, we dirty to make it whores. all about us. Like, yeah. how how insane would it be if just if somebody just went into a bar and was like, I am the only one allowed to talk? Yeah. That's what we're – essentially, that's what we're doing. We're telling everybody to shut up. And part of our job is to be mad – and shut people down who are talking so we have all the attention. We are fucking insane. People. Oh, we this is not we're okay. We're, that's that's we're maniacs. We are all extreme are narcissists, all extreme of us. Extreme narcissists, you know. Um and and uh That's cool if you don't. It's cool if you don't. Uh sorry, I just wanted to just answer. It's cool if you don't. Uh, this is this may sound rude, but I'm just responding to a text just because he's the guy who's on his way over here. It's cool if you don't. No, I'm doing jacks right now. Doing jacks right now. Hey, jacks right I'm now. really sorry. Yes. Are you in the middle of something? Oh yeah, we're totally in the middle of something. That's okay. We get, like, no, no, no we're, oh, we're, we are not editing out a goddamn. I oh want, really? I want people to get they the raw essence. Out? Oh, we don't edit out anything. The only time we'll edit something out is if it's like a name. Where it's just like, okay, well, this could fuck up somebody's career. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, or if it's like a venue. All right, venue, I just wanted you know? to say really quick, um, uh, just fuck Landry Miller. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, guys, if you know Landry Miller, tell him that Jack says go fuck himself. I mean, we don't like Landry for some reason. Oh, wait, how long are they gonna be here for, Dino? Okay, so All right. basically what you guys just heard is, uh, wow, we're going to have to talk to Evan. He is on his way over here. I think we're going to be cutting. I, Jack, um, do you have any final words to say to everyone? We have to cut this one short, and I definitely want to Oh, I was going to close with like a 10-minute long poem. Oh, my God. So, guys, do you, you know what? We're going to do that on the part two of the part two Jack Allen episode of the Epic Cheat Day podcast. Uh yeah, let's, let's do a part two. I'm let's in. Let's do a part two. We're, we're going to keep that because we're changing venues. And is there any chance you have a USB stick by any chance? That will probably be the easiest way to. Uh, No, not on me. Okay. So, they might have um, one around here. Worst case scenario, I'll log in on here to my Gmail, and I will put this on my Google Drive. Don't you love technology, Jack Allen? Oh, yeah, technology. We love it, and it's going to kill us.
Have you ever seen one of those automatic dick suckers they have on Amazon right now? Gross. Amazon? Amazon. I know. Jack's like this. If any other company had it, he would buy three of them. But you know what? Amazon selling dick robots is not – dick sucking robots is not a good thing. Uh, All right. Well, we're going to cut this episode short, unfortunately. But uh, Jack Allen, thank you so much for doing the Epic Tuesday podcast. Where can people find you on the socials? On the socials. All right. Uh, Instagram, the Jack Allen man. Facebook, dot com slash the Jack Allen man. Twitter, Jack D. Allen. Wow. So you hear that YouTube, uh, my page. I don't I don't know how to get to my YouTube page, but that's some funny sketches <laughs> I made on it. And also follow uh, both on YouTube. That's my sketch comedy duo with Dylan Burke. Brilliant guy. And we're doing a live show this Sunday at the uh, Lincoln Lodge. Oh, yeah. Well, um, both live at the lodge. I'm just plugging things. Now. I mean, now we're plugging things. It. I mean, by the time you guys hear this, uh, the that show would have already been a mega success. And I probably won't be and able to book Jack probably. Allen because he'll be on the rocket ship headed to the moon of superstardom. Anyway, Jack, thank you so much for doing the Epic Cheat Day podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Take care.